DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80, The Zone, BYU wide receiver. Samson Nakua joining us now on the Smart Rain guest line. Best of State Award winner. Smart Rain has an incredible Black Friday offer running for the entire month of November. Smart Rain's given free controllers along with a free Apple iPad to commercial properties who sign up with a paid cellular hosting subscription. Please visit SmartRain.net or call 877-346-3333. Samson, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? We are doing well, and you and your teammates have your 10th win, so I assume you're doing well as also. Man, I told you guys it was about to be a big party in L.A., and it was a big party. <laughs> it seemed like, man, everyone was gassed, and uh, whoever had the more fresh legs at the end was going to win. Mm-hmm. Did it seem like it was a game that really took a lot of energy to win? Uh, definitely not just a lot of energy, just uh, the physical part, too. Um, both teams are physical teams, big bodies just flying around, uh, and um, everyone just came out ready to play and try to empty out the tank of what they had left, and uh, that's what I was trying to do, and uh, put on a good show for everybody. You have played against other teams that have big bodies and are real physical. Is this something about Game 12 and just the accumulation of all the hits and all the games over the course of the season or people a little more desperate at the end of the season? What was it? Yeah, I think just with our schedule this year and one of the toughest schedules BYU's had in a while, um, it was just a grueling schedule um, or a grueling season that we we, uh, put ourselves through and, uh, you know, it's totally worth it coming out 10-2 and right now throughout the regular season. uh, but yeah, all those, all those hits, all those games down to the big teams, it definitely added up a little bit, and uh, everyone just a bit sore towards here at the end of the season. But you know, we're sticking it through and uh, ready to finish out one more game. What's the schedule now for the players? Um, I, we, you know, just a little bit, just one day off, and then back at it again tomorrow, or or start working back slowly into weightlifting and. Uh, but, you know, just letting everybody rest today and uh, letting everyone recover one more day and then get back at it again tomorrow. So watching that game unfold, I thought you had a chance to blow them out. You were driving down the field. You're up 21-10 in the second quarter. If you score and it's 28-10 and you get the ball first in the third quarter, it's all the recipes for a blowout. They get the interception and get a field goal. Did it feel like everything changed in that moment? Because it sure seemed like it did. Um, definitely, for sure. Um, I think that first mistake, um, a turnover, our first turnovers in a while, honestly, in the, these past couple of games, and um, threw us off a bit, especially being away, um, just being in a different um, environment, and uh, I think we were able to adjust uh, and act accordingly uh, with the coaches behind us and uh, with Jaron eating us, and uh, we were able to come out on top. Has BYU told you what bowl game you're going to play in? No. I keep hearing some things and it's making me sad because we're 10 and 2. I think we deserve a good bowl. <laughs> and, so, uh, you know, Independence Bowl, I don't know. We'll see. So you're hearing UTSA in the Independence Bowl. That's what's making you sad. Yeah. I want a good bowl for us. We deserve it. Big season this year. <laughs> Everyone deserves some good gifts. Nice little vacation. And then go ball somewhere nice. 
Sometimes uh, seniors don't play in the bowl game. They get themselves ready for the draft or anything uh, along those lines, whatever it might be. Have you heard of any guys on your team that aren't going to participate in the final game? Um, no, I have not heard of that. And if I do, um, I'm going to have to talk to them and uh, <laughs> convince them otherwise. Okay. <laughs> Samson Nakua, tough guy, enforcer, huh? team effort, man. You're not about to bail us now at the end of the season. You're sticking with us all the way through. <laughs> so there was a little apparent controversy last week on something you said, and you went on Twitter, and I went back and listened. You said nothing wrong. There was no need to apologize. Some idiot fan comes at you uh, <laughs> and decides that you twist your words. And of course, then they blame us for leading something that wasn't led into to begin with. Uh, uh, in this day of social media, I didn't think you needed to apologize at all because you didn't say anything wrong. Uh, what was going through your mind when you saw that? Um, just a little bit sadness because I definitely have nothing um, against Win any of the team up there, and um, I definitely don't want to speak any harm of them. And um, sometimes I do speak. Um, I don't know, sometimes I don't say it in the best words, but wait, let me be me. Um, I don't know if anyone ever saw me while I was up there at the year. I was a wild kid with different colored hair. And I saw you, yes. Yeah, I, saw I, you love, yeah. I love the rainbow colored do. That was fine yeah. with me. And uh, wait, definitely let me be me. And uh, over here, it's just a different version of me. Um, when I look back over at me at uh, Utah and where I'm at now, it's just two different versions of Samson. Um, back then I was just a bit younger and a wild kid and now I'm just a bit more older and uh, with my head on a bit more and um, it's just two different versions of me and uh, two different uh, times in my life where I needed to be and uh, this is where I need to be right now where I want to go and uh, it just fitted me perfect. Uh, fitted me better down here and I, I love both programs though. So no fluorescent hair after college is what you're saying? Uh, I don't know. Actually, we'll see about that. Well, I, I love that long hair. <laughs> uh, and the girls love braiding it, so we'll see. <laughs> How much did the goals that you had for yourself this year come to pass during this season? Oh, sorry. Can you ask that again? How much did the goals that you set for yourself coming into the season happen for you this season, your final year of college football? Um, man, I dealt with a lot of batting, a lot of uh, injuries um, throughout this year. Uh, not a lot of people just don't know, and um, I didn't get to hit a lot of goals in mine personally. But um, I don't know. This, this season got to help me grow more as a person. I feel like, and uh, I don't know, see that there's sometimes a bigger role, and instead of um, I don't know, just being Superstar. Sometimes there's a there's roles, um, position players uh, play a role player, and um, that's what it came out to be for me this year. And um, it was actually pretty wonderful just to sit back and uh, um, contribute any way possible to help this team, and uh, whether it be energy or make a play or come out and cheer Puka on and uh, watch him ball out. It's just been crazy fun this year. 
So you really took advantage of the rule changes, you know, in another time, another era, even just a few years ago, you would have had to sit out a year. It wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't have worked out the same way for you, would it? Yeah, it wouldn't have. And, um, man, COVID, everything, it just all on God's timing, uh, everything, he lines up perfectly to, for us to be right here right now, 10 and 2, killing it. <laughs> Yeah, did you think that coming into the season that the team would be this good? Do you have any idea? No, I do not. I do not have any idea. I remember watching them last year, and I thought they were pretty good. And uh, I thought maybe it was just QB1 had a lot to do with it. And then uh, coming here, working out over summer, and um, just getting to know the guys a little bit more and uh, practicing and grinding with them, I, I just saw that, man, this team – can be just as talented as any team that I've ever played with or gone against. And it's just, they need a little spark. And they already had the energy here with Kalani and Steph. They just need a, a little more push, too. And I mean, Puka were able to join up the team and, you know, just get a little more push. And it was just wonderful to be a part of this team. So down the road, when people ask you, are you a Ute or are you a Cougar, what are you going to say? Man, I have. It depends who I'm talking to at the time. <laughs> what fan I'm talking to, so I'm going to give the right answer. How about going forward? Are you going to give the NFL a try? I'm going to for sure give it a shot. Um, wherever it takes me, wherever. If I get Jasper and not, and if I give it a shot as a free agent, whatever it be, I'm going to give it a shot for sure. And if it doesn't work out, then I'm prepared for wherever life takes me after that too. And I'm. I'm just thankful for coming back home and experiencing this one more time of this college experience, and uh, now I'm just ready for the future. Well, Samson, good luck in the future, whatever it uh, leads to, and remember DJ and PK wherever you go. We might yes, call. Yes, never forget you guys. <laughs> okay. Thanks for joining us all season long, Samson. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you around Thank the bowl you. game, whatever it turns out to be. Yes, sir. Thank you. Have a great day. Samson Nakua, BYU wide receiver, joining us every week all year long here on the Zone Sports Network. Or three months, whichever comes first. (laughs) All right, DJ and PK coming up. We're going to talk with Nick Ford, University of Utah offensive lineman, and Blake Anderson, Utah State football coach. Well, BYU's got the day off, and they wait for their bowl game. The Utes and the Aggies getting ready for conference championship games on Friday and Saturday, and we will talk to those guys and look ahead to those games with them coming up in the 9 o'clock hour. Oh, yeah, your fandom's at stake, huh? My fandom is at stake. Utah State and San Diego State for the yeah. conference title. Like Grandpa Walton went to those games or something. Is that what it was? Grandpa Walton. Grandpa Walton. <laughs> that'd, be yes. gra- that'd be Grandpa James. <laughs> Easy does it over there. <laughs> I had a friend of mine over the weekend ask me, well, you know, I, I went to the U game since my dad took me, and, and I've been a fan ever since. And, you know, what about you? No nope. freaking money to go to any games. <laughs> games were I going to go to? <laughs> well, you went to the NBA Finals, so you scored once in a while. That had nothing to do with my parents and their money. Right. But you, nonetheless, <laughs> you were in the NBA Finals. I, I was, and I told them I sat there and I watched the Knicks and the Lakers and... I, yeah, at 10 years of age, I didn't care who won, but I was way into it. It was a lot of fun being able to see these legendary players out on the court just uh, a few feet in front of me. And Even at that 10, it didn't matter who won. I just wanted to enjoy the moment, and I did. It left a lasting impression 
It's probably my introduction to being an NBA fan. But yeah, I agree with Sampson. I mean, the, the Independence Bowl is a come down, but I, you know, I know a lot of you fans want to get on them, but you're telling me the First Responders Bowl and the San Francisco Fight Hunger Craft Foods Bowl or whatever, that was a big thing, the Sun Bowl. and The bowl situation is, unless you're going to maybe three or four of them, it's sort of all the same anyway. So, you know, what's the difference? And and that's going to, I guess, supposedly end if you get, well, you are going to get in the Big 12 and and that matters. So, I, I really just don't, I don't get worked up in the bowl game. I didn't watch uh, ASU in Arizona because I was in St. George and 65 degrees was calling my name rather than <laughs> some silly football game that I don't really care about. So I didn't watch the game. I did not literally did not watch one play. I know you went away and watched everything over the weekend. I, I, I did not. Uh, I was in better weather than you, and I'm not that big of a fan as you are. Um, but I saw where the leading running back immediately said, that's it. He's done. So the bowl game, it's, it's, not, it's not part of the season. I mean, Oklahoma's not going to have their coach. They're going to have Bob Stoops. These kids don't know who Bob Stoops is. So, uh, and, and and that's just a tip of the iceberg. There's going to be plenty more to come. So from that perspective... It's not the game when uh, it's not the team. Yeah. And, and, you know, the Utes can play in the Rose Bowl. That's great. That's one of the games that you get way excited about. But and, you get outside the New Year's Six, and the importance falls off really quickly to the players themselves. Yeah. Is the Peach Bowl a New Year's Six? It is. Who gives a crap about the Peach Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't even know it's the New Year's Six. At least not on our part of the country. I mean, the Rose Bowl, you got me there. You two have an opportunity Friday night, and if they get that thing, they should celebrate wildly. I get it 100%, and because that means something to me. That would be absolutely awesome. That's, and that's the way it was in the old days. If you won the conference, you went to the Rose Bowl. And that's the way it'll be this year. So I'm excited for them to have that opportunity. But the rest of them... And the Holiday Bowl, I mean, the, the, the Alamo Bowl. Who wants to go to the Alamo Bowl? Like, you just didn't want to go two years ago. That was clear. Had a bunch of players <laughs> opt out of that game. Yeah. So they didn't want to be there. Uh, uh, off to the NFL. The entire team, did you see the game? They all opted out. <laughs> I did see the game. <laughs> I was sitting really close to you. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to go this year. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of money. Uh, Rose Bowl, you got me. So the point I'm making is I wouldn't crack too hard on BYU going to the Independence Bowl because it's the slideshow of bowls. They just roll right on by. And they're, they're, if I'm Algier, why in the world would I play in that game? I mean, after getting beat up the other night, I mean, geez, guys were falling like dominoes there. One after another. Yeah, that's why it was so great to see Kenny McChesney get in there. He looked like freaking Herschel Walker <laughs> at the end. I mean, he had fresh legs. Kenny yeah. McChesney, I like. Yeah, right? And he was able, everyone else was just gassed. Everyone else was gassed. And they and put in that third team dude. And I'm telling you, he looked like Herschel Walker running up the middle there. Nothing tricky. <laughs> Straight ahead. And I pick Herschel because he's a conservative, you know, and it's in alignment with, you know, with most of the folks. Down there. So, you know, I mean, I, I didn't just randomly pick Herschel. Nice He's kid. running for Senate. If I was in Georgia, I'd vote for him. I'd proudly vote for him. Nice, yeah. Nice down there. 
Or is he from Dallas? I don't know where he's from, but all I know, he's running for senator. Maybe Congress, I don't know. Maybe Assembly, I'm not sure either, to tell you the truth. But I know he's running for something. I think you got it right the first time. Uh, but Kenny McChesney, yeah, was so fresh, was able to just plow through. That was a game of attrition there, and the Cougars had enough at the end. And good for them. It was exciting that they got I, I figured that the Trojans would give them everything they had. I didn't think that they would quit. That would be the last thing that they would do. I didn't think that they would roll over. At no point did I think the game was ever getting away, 21 to 10 or what have you. Uh, I believed that it was going to come down to the end, and it did. That didn't surprise me at all. And they managed to win that game and finish 10 and 2, a season that was uh, considered absolutely exceptional as far as I'm concerned. 10 and 2 is a great season. 5 and 0 against this conference that they don't lose to in any sport now. Jeez. Who's next? Arrange a bowl with the Pac 12. Get out of town. I mean, BYU is so good that even though it's going to be for a short span of time, Lincoln Riley said, screw that. I ain't competing against those guys. I'm out. <laughs> He didn't even want to do it, even though Oklahoma's leaving. He wanted two years. He wanted no part of it, and so he left. That's how good BYU is. Chase Lincoln Riley out. Yeah. I mean, I think it's obvious. It's not really that obvious. Maybe not to you. I can't help you see truth. So he got out of there. You just have to go, way to go, Cougars. Now they have to put together a package to make sure that they keep as many guys as possible, starting with Kalani and going right down to the coordinators and the assistants, and continue this momentum and coming up into their last season into the uh, land of Big 12. So they've got one more to go, independent, obviously. And then it's on. And everybody they're recruiting today, it needs to be Big 12 caliber. It's exciting times for them. It's amazing. It's just amazing when they were coming home from that flight off of losing to Hawaii. or uh, Yeah, yeah the Hawaii, Hawaii Bowl yeah. in Hawaii. You know, I talked to people and it was such a downer. And there was a lot of speculation about what was going to happen with the program. Uh, and then... Last year, they turned it around, and good for them. Yeah, and, and, and Samson referenced it, QB1. I don't think Zach Wilson would – he's you know, was a great player at the college level, no doubt about it. Remains to be seen what he does at the pros. I know he got the win yesterday. Uh, but I'm not sure he makes a difference in the team record this season. So it was more than just him, and it was more than just a lousy schedule. Now, he went 5-0 and against this uh, – your arch-rival conference, the conference that you really wanted to be in, of course, now you're going to scoff at it. But if you scoff at it, then what you're doing is saying that your accomplishments of 5-0 and aren't that great. So you got to be careful. You find yourself in a conundrum. Paint it into a corner, if you will. <laughs> As you want to scoff at the conference, but then that's the very conference that you just destroyed, 5-0. Yeah. And you will never, ever have a better record against that conference. That's amazing, the way it played out. DJ and PK coming up. Nick Ford, 9 o'clock. Blake Anderson, 9.30. Right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The question of the day is on the way next. Stay with us. This is Hanson Scotty. Let's do it. 
James Empey, BYU center. Tell me a little bit more about Tyler Algier. Still bizarre to me that this guy was a linebacker a couple years ago. I remember his first year came in, he was playing running back, and they wanted to try him out on uh, defense a little bit, and he was making plays and, and running around the field, and I think he sees the game really well, and he has a good feel for what's going on, a lot of intuition there. And then towards the end of that year, they're like, well, we're thin at running back again. Hey, you want to come back? And he comes back, and he's running people over. He's running out of his shoes. He's making moves. He's, he's doing a lot. So ever since day one, he's just progressed and gotten better and has earned everything he's been given and, and has shown why, you know, he deserves to be on the field and why he deserves the carries that he's getting. And he makes the O-line look really good. What kind of a show is this? Catch Hans Olsen and Scotty G every day from noon to 3 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Powered by kslsports.com. Hot Takes Your Toast is brought to you by Utah Facial Plastics. Losing your hair? It's 2021 and you don't have to. UFP Hair Restoration offers a range of cutting-edge therapies to restore thick hair permanently. Just text HAIR to 801-960-3137 for 15% off any hair loss treatment or visit www.utahairmd.com. Question of the day. The Cougars, 10-2. 5-0 and against the Pac-12, and there it is. What more can you say? Oh, man. What a dream season. Notwithstanding the two losses, losses happen. Utes had three of them. Aggies had three of them. It's a dream season. It's about as well as it could go, realistically. You know, 12-0 and is really hard. Very few people do it. Teams do it, no matter what your conference schedule is, your non-conference in the case of BYU. Uh, their conference schedule ended up being the five Pac-12 games. Yeah, I don't know that you could ask for more. This program is back. Twenty-three and three over two years now. To get the math right on that, or did I mess it up? I don't know. Okay, that's you. I don't. I, I don't need numbers to. I see it with my eyes. You, you're the one who needs numbers to verify, and good for you. That's what you do. I just look at it and can tell. Gut instinct. Well, it's not. It, no, it's what I see. Gut instinct would be before. And interestingly, I was speaking to a member of the staff in a social setting uh, the week before. And he said to me. The week before? The season. Okay. Yeah. And he said to me, he looked at me, and he just said, hey, we got a chance to, you know, went to Lavelle Edwards type of thing. I mean, this, this team could be really good. And he said it in a manner that that's gut instinct. You want to talk about gut instinct because the way he said it, he said it very quietly and it was not... Braggadocious. It wasn't skeptical. It was a statement of fact and he said it in a way that as we were talking, I could tell that he, and he was an extension of Kalani, it was not Kalani, but he was an extension of him, works very closely with him, and he was the way he was saying is that, all right, we believe it. Not I believe it, speaking of himself, but we believe it. And we think we can be really good this season. And I, and I love those types of conversations, and I've had a million of them over the years. I've been in this business, obviously, a very long time now. And, you know, you get to know things, and you have frames of reference when people tell you stuff in the manner in which they say it 
can lead to you to believe it more so. And I go, ah, oh, well, maybe we could be good. You know, yeah, and you've been in that situation. And I'm sure a lot of people, most of our listeners have been in that situation. I just have the opportunity because of it. It's a little higher profile with the athletics. But in your own business, in your own family life, what have you, you know when someone is telling you what they perceive very strongly as truth. And it doesn't have to be sports. In this case, it is. And so I came away from that in that social setting thinking, all right, I love the way he said it because he's there literally every single day. I'm not. I talk to people a lot, but I love the way he said it. And I thought to myself, okay, this has an opportunity to really come to pass. And now that we're done with it, it did did come come to pass. pass. Yeah, absolutely. And it's another frame of reference as I go forward and however many years I have left when I have these situations, you know, know who to trust and when to trust them. I talked about that years ago when I was at the practice field with Utah and they were getting ready to play Oregon. And the guy said to me, we got this. And I chuckled. Like, yeah. And he stopped in his literally stopping his track and dramatic. I get it. And turns to me and says, no, we got this. And I've been around long enough to know that doesn't happen every week. No, that's a level of confidence. Somebody's seen the film, yeah, recruited head to head, knows the players, and they put and, sixty-two yeah. on them that game. I think it was right. And so, same type of deal here. Not as boldly proclaimed, but nevertheless. And he went through the positions too. He backed it up. It wasn't a flippant comment. And he backed it up, and he went through with the D. I remember he started with the DBs and started checking them off and telling me, and give me information that I don't want to repeat here. It would be inappropriate for me, even though it's uh, three, four months removed. Still, uh, the stuff that he told me saw it out on the field. And that's what's really great, because the way I look at the Cougars this year, they achieved what they were capable of achieving. And that's the best you can do. If you have whatever your talent level is, we hear it, you know, with parents, if you're a B student, if that's the best, get the Bs. You know, if you're an A plus, then whatever, whatever it might be. So if you're related to that, they achieved, I believe, what they were capable of achieving. Some may think they actually overachieved. And if you think that, I mean, we're talking opinion here, so I can't say you're wrong or right. Yeah, but when you say you overachieved, then usually there's uh, games, lucky bounces that went your way. And they did have the fourth quarter comeback against USC, so that's a tight game. But there were a lot of two-possession wins for them. This isn't a case of, you know, overtime games and it comes down to two-point conversions in one play and it's like a free-throw shooting contest in basketball or penalty kicks in soccer. I mean, it can get, it can get pretty fluky at the end of Alabama-Auburn or... Penn State, Illinois, San Diego State, Utah. We saw those games, and I think they all felt the same way at the end. Yeah, so this a little ball fluky. Club. You hope you make a play, but this is kind of achieved this, what it's capable of achieving. No regrets over the Boise State loss because there might be some fans saying that one got away. No, but see, that's my whole point, though, is that it's almost impossible—not quite, but it certainly is extremely difficult to have things go your way 12 times. Georgia and Cincinnati, the only two at 12-0 and right now. Yeah, and, and it's, it's done. 
but it is extremely difficult to have it be done. So sure, they blew the Boise game. Yeah, I get that. Individually, if you want to look at it, without the turnovers, maybe it's different. But nevertheless, it happened. That's the whole point, is to be able to play at an optimum level to where you can win 12 games out of 12. I picked no team. No team in the Pac-12 has even gone 9-0. and zero. No, since they've gone, now they've, they've gone nine teams, but nine games before, but I'm talking about since it became the 10 from to the 12. Uh, no team has gone 9-0. and zero. Forget about 12-0. and zero. No team has got 9-0, and zero, right? The Oregon loss, Oregon State, I should say, for Utah, is somewhat inexplicable. Now, Oregon State, we built them up. Oregon State lost to Colorado. I don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. You lost to Colorado. Colorado stinks. So don't tell me you're all this. You got the Utes on that day because it's hard. Literally no one has gone 9-0 and zero since the conference has gone to 12 teams. That's the point. So I don't obsess over the Boise loss because if it wasn't Boise, it probably would have been somebody else. And if I'm a BYU fan, the fact that I could say 5-0, and oh, ha-ha, and you got to tell me I lose two games? I take Baylor and Boise. Those are the two that I take because I want to beat Bronco. Certainly want to beat Bronco, and I want to beat the other guys. And then the rest of the – and I want the five wins in the conference. Well, the rest of the schedule, there was no way you are going to lose. So those were the two that you would probably pick because you like the grime dog. Let him get his day. Maybe he could be a head coach. He came to your school twice. Not once, but twice. He chose to come as a non-Latter-day Saint. So everybody has good feelings for the Grime Dog, do they not? Yeah, I think they do. And if he should be a head coach here soon, most of us, me especially, are going to root for him. So those are the two that you would pick. Because you wouldn't pick any Pac-12 because you love beating the Pac-12. And the other teams on the schedule outside of the Pac-12, Boise and Baylor, you don't want to lose to Virginia. You weren't going to lose to anyway. Georgia Southern and I can't even recall all the dogs. Idaho State. Yep. Utah State. And there was a... uh, Idaho State uh, and Georgia Southern South with the dogs. Florida, two teams, right? South Florida. Yeah, and you're not going to pick Utah State. I mean, especially now that you're going into the Big 12, Sayonara, Boise. Yeah, that's going to end. Unless they get picked up. If they should uh, expand beyond that, right? So, th- those are the two. Maybe you, and you get the, the, the Baylor loss, you got your butt kicked. There's no other way to say it. You got your butt kicked. Boise was turnovers. You can look at that, turnovers. I mean, other teams can do that against you, too. I mean, clearly the Utes are running around saying if we played them now, we'd kill them because uh, we made the change at quarterback. We're a much different team. Yeah, okay, okay fine. The Devils uh, committed uh, 87 penalties and, and had a fumble on an interception. Okay, yeah, but nevertheless it happened and it can't be replayed. So you can go both ways on that to your blue in the face. But they'll be 5-0 and forever. Yeah. And you get to talk about that. You're going to go recruit there. 
There's plenty of Pac-12 fans running around here to mention it to if you're a Cougar fan. Yeah. So in some respects, it was a dream season. This 10-2 and two was as good or better than any 10-2 and two season that they've had. And you can argue very, very strongly that it was better than last season. Last season, the joy of it was your idiot counterparts in the Pac-12 decided that they couldn't play because everybody was going to die. And you got to play and win. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that you had to back it, but you had to back it up. And they did. So they put that bed, they put that uh, argument to rest like that. Nobody can can say schedule last year because you you can't say it this year. And if it's it's funny because BYU fans can't say, well, the Pac-12 sucks because that waters down what you do. And then you, Utah fans can't say, well, you played an easy schedule. Because <laughs> you played a lot of the same teams you played. <laughs> Everybody painted into a corner. So you basically, except other. for us, you have to shut up. And since I have no pony in the race, I can blabber. <laughs> <laughs> you actually, truth is you have many ponies in the race. Uh, not emotionally. No, no, well, no, not emotionally. But you know a lot of the Ute and Cougar coaches. And I want them to, 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 to see succeed. them do well. I've said that a million times. And they have. That's, 10 and 2, 9 and 3, ranked 12th and 14th in the to country. To say I have no bias is it's so stupid. I don't want to hear it. Everybody has it a bias. I've got a bias. I was pulling for the Cougars Saturday night, certainly. I mean, Friday afternoon, there was no need to worry about it. They were going to win and win easily because Colorado stinks. And they did win. And we'll get to the Utes throughout the week as they've got the biggest game in their program history. Pac-12 title. Yes. Take down Oregon again. It is actually a put-up-or-shut-up, no-excuse game. If you do not win, who gives a crap about what you accomplished this season? If you win, all glory to the Utes. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Got a new coach at USC. We will get to that coming up. We've got uh, Utes and Aggies on the way. Nick Ford at 9 o'clock. Blake Anderson, Aggie head coach at 9.30. With the conference title games coming up Friday for the Utes and Saturday for the Aggies. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 12.80 The Zone. This is unripe. Guys are doing a hell of a job. Utah wins with its offense, with Kyle Whittingham right. as the coach. That that could set off like world panic right there. Like I mean, the markets could go off and shift. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. I mean, we could have we could have rioting and looting in the streets with that kind of play. It's like maybe going to a spread offense. Exactly. Like- and the and the other thing is Utah and the Pac-12 just grew up. It wasn't like okay, we're fighting for some relevance. Utah dominated this game from the start to finish with their offense. They did it with their defense. They did it with their special teams. Utah is the best team in the Pac-12. That is unbelievable. Catch Unrivaled with Scott Mitchell and Alex Kieran. Weekdays from 3 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Powered by kslsports.com. Come join Unrivaled at the new City Creek Cafe Real location tomorrow, November 30th from 3 to 6 p.m. Get your Cafe Real favorites now at City Creek Center. Question of the day, part two, 
How come Taysom Hill isn't quarterbacking the Saints? <laughs> that was a long time ago last What's week. What's going on, PK? <laughs> Why isn't he quarterbacking them? That was last week, big guy. They're losing. <laughs> you keep trying to sell uh, five-day-old questions. <laughs> there is no second question of the day. <laughs> How much money did USC give Lincoln Riley? North of $12 million. Okay, fine, whatever, who cares? Not my money. Oh, you care a little bit? Come on, people care a little bit about that? How much money he gets? Yes. I couldn't care less. You're a party of one. I, I think the party of one is you. What, what, I'm not, what do I care if some, somebody, they all get outrageous amounts of money, so you get $7 million. What can't you buy with $7 million as opposed to $9 million? It's all play money. And then the question is, is, is it this great hire? I don't know. Get USC back to 10 wins a year. That's not good enough. They want it all. They want 15-0. and 0. Yeah. For what he's charged to do, he hasn't done. They want more than conference titles, and that's what he's done at Oklahoma. Conference titles and then beaten in the semifinal. Yeah. And their defense stinks. And he's been gifted NFL quarterbacks. He's had a series of them. And I know it's a sexy name, and wow, and they hit a home run. It's a walk-off grand slam, and the bases weren't even loaded. I, I, I have but to the just SC, say that. the SC boosters who are opponent up all the cash want 15-0. They want Pete Carroll back. He's 70 years old. And... Okay, they want Pete Carroll's 25-game win streak back. <laughs> I mean, Lincoln Riley was gifted a program that went... 11-2 and two the year before he was there, and two years before he was there, they went 11-2. and two. <laughs> Bob Stoops had it in a good place. And four years before he was the head coach, they went 11-2. and two. If you can't win there, you can't win anywhere. Wait a minute. I've heard that song. Right, and I watched it last night. The 95th birthday tribute to Tony Bennett with Stephanie Germanata. You know her as Lady Gaga. On your channel, too. First time I've watched Channel 2 in years. <laughs> Months. <laughs> <laughs> and she's saying New York, New York, in honor of Tony. And in my household growing up, it was Frank 1, Tony Benedato 2. Tony what? Was real, the name that he was. Benedato. Yeah. He's he's a brother. It ended in a vowel. He shortened it. So yeah, I mean, whoop de do. I mean, he was gifted a premier program. Now he's not gifted a premier program. As we speak today, USC four and seven. Yeah, not feeling like a premier program right now. Right. So I can't say he's going to, oh, look out. Kyle, you better win it now because, oh, my gosh. 
if you don't get it done this year, you're never going to get it done because they hired Lincoln Riley. First of all, as Charles Barkley would say, ever listen to one of his interviews, first of all, (laughs) he loves the first of all. (laughs) I would rather be Riley Lincoln than Lincoln Riley. Wouldn't you rather be named Riley Lincoln instead of Lincoln Riley? Why would I want to be Riley Lincoln? Because it's a better name than Lincoln Riley. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) He says, having no idea where you're going next. (laughs) That's the point. If you know where I'm going, (laughs) why go there? I know what this is all about. Click. So we shall see. Seems like it's a great hire, but he won at Oklahoma. He was given a program that was high and mighty, had so many advantages, and he did what he was supposed to do. Although some would say he didn't do enough. They don't like their two lost seasons every year. Yeah. Need to mix in an undefeated. Yeah, and there's very few programs that can look at 9-2, and 10-2, and two and say, that wasn't good enough. Oklahoma can do that a little bit. Right. Exactly. Yes. Ten losses in five years. Yeah. I mean, when was the last time they weren't ranked? You only have to go back to 1999. (laughs) Where Bob Stoops came in to fix everything. Yeah, that literally was Bob Stoops' first year. Because John Blake had had a program that was three and eight, four and eight, five and six, and then Stoops in '99 goes uh, seven and five, and then the next year thirteen and zero, and then they're off and running. Now he did have an eight and four and an eight and five season in there, but other than that, they were all double digit wins. I think he had uh, three eight-win seasons yep. in his time that he was there. But other than that, 11 and 12 year after year. Yeah. A couple of 10 and threes. Right. So, I mean, and, and credit Lincoln Riley for continuing it. And he certainly deserves the credit for continuing it. 55 and 10 over five years with four conference titles. Yeah. But they went for sizzle. They needed sexy because you are in the Hollywood area and all that stuff. And it's SC football and it's got glamour and glitz and we know all that. And so they targeted a big name. They didn't get a no-name, up-and-comer, although he's only 38 years of age. So from that perspective, he is still very young and has an opportunity that you would think if he wanted it, to be a legend there, right? Because he can go 25 years coaching, which would be outrageous, and he would still only be like 62, 63. He was seven, eight years younger than Nick Saban is right now. (laughs) Right? So it's certainly worth the hire for sure. He's going to take, I don't know if you can get a better or bigger name, but it remains to be seen what he can do. Maybe he can recapture the Pete Carroll because that's the once you achieve that, you're always going to be chasing that. Always. Nothing else is good enough. Nothing else is as it fun as that. It doesn't matter yeah. what the time frame. Vegas basketball is trying to chase Tark. 
BYU football is trying to chase Lavelle Edwards. It'll always be that way once you've achieved the premier success. You've set the standard. Yeah. The bar is in position, and it's not going any lower. Now, with SC, you know, you can go back to three or four other guys. They're chasing John McKay, they're chasing right. John Robinson, yeah. and they're chasing Pete Carroll. Right. They've right. got boosters of different ages who all remember all of that. Well's still well alive and yep. living strong, going strong, yeah. And that's the thing about it. But he, Lincoln Riley knows all about that. He's I'm not, We're not telling him anything different. He knows he's stepping. He's already in the fire at Oklahoma. So it's the same type of deal. It's just a different venue, but the pressure and everything is still the same. That's what's cool about the Utes. The Utes this Saturday, or Friday night, I should say, face a level of pressure that the program has never faced before. Ever. Argue if you must, but you're wasting your time. (laughs) It's not good enough to be there. You need to win one eventually, and this is your third shot. And there's zero excuse. Zero. Because you just smoked him two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't have backup quarterbacks, and the other team doesn't have a superstar quarterback. Like the uh, the time you went, you had a backup, and then the second time you went, they had a potential Hall of Fame quarterback in Justin Herbert. And none of that is the case now. The pressure that is on the Utes is unlike anything they've ever faced. I dare you to argue. I dare you to get on your app and try to argue with me. Use the app. Use the open mic feature. He's begging for it. The greatest non-Hall of Fame morning sports show talk host in the history consecutive years on Tuesday mornings in our state. Probably one or two more qualifiers than you needed. I was impressed before the Tuesday morning thing. Well, I had to go. All right, when we come back, what is trending? A little later today because of Samson Nakua. We'll get you caught up on everything that happened next. Stay with us.